This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. With this uh, all-star weekend, and now we kind of have this sort of lull moment as we gear up for you know some games to start this weekend let's talk with the second half about to start let's let's put a wrap on the first half and some of the disappointments let's get the negative out of the way we're going to get to some of the positive but let's get to the, let's let's just clear out the negative let's clear the air here biggest disappointments that you have taken away from this first half let's focus on sort of team performance and then we'll talk about some players that have maybe disappointed. Obviously, there's those that stand out, but is there, you know, Mets and Padres, we're, we're looking at you. Anything that really, really jumps out and stands out and is, is maybe the most disappointing element from you, uh, from your perspective from the first half? Um, I would say the most disappointing thing is all the injuries that we've seen for pitchers. Yeah. Um, and... And then on top of that, like the stolen bases were supposed to be like kind of crazy this year, and they haven't been as influential as I think they thought they would be based on the mm-hmm. new rules. Um, but in terms of like teams and players, I was pretty disappointed with the Yankees so far, just because I thought they were going to do really well. I thought they were going to really be competing for the division again, and mm-hmm. their offense turned out to be like very thin. They're relying on a lot of guys that they uh, had to sign as minor league free agents and pick up on waivers. So that was a bit disappointing, I'd say. Yeah, the Yankees have certainly been a disappointment. And without Aaron Judge, it's rough. Uh, it, it's a tough – it's going to be a tough go for them. I think the season is looking like it's going to be a disappointing season for the New York Yankees. But I, I don't think we can get through this part without – talking about the Mets and the Padres for not just this season, but the ramifications that this could have on baseball and spending, because you are at a point where the Mets are spending over $300 million. The the teams that have the three highest payrolls, the Mets, the Yankees, and the Padres, and none of those teams are performing as you would have expected, as their fan base is expected. And if you are looking at the teams that are succeeding, you're looking at the Cincinnati Reds, you're looking at the Tampa Bay Rays, you're looking at the Baltimore Orioles, the teams that are not spending crazy money. 
and they're looking at the talent that they've been able to develop. So I, I think we have to sort of, you know, put the spotlight on the Mets and the Padres for this kind of disappointment. Again, not just having ramifications for this season and lost money this season, a lost potentially a lost season for the Padres with Juan Soto, um, you know, the Mets situation and how that has gone. This is really something that transcends just the 2023 season. And as we move on and we start thinking about players, you know, not getting the contracts they deserve or not having enough teams in on them and not getting paid. This is the argument for Oakland when they go to Vegas to say, well, no, we don't want to spend. We just, we want the prospects. And I think that could really, that could have an interesting effect on the sport when we get to the next CBA conversation in a few years. Any thoughts from you on, on that thought process that what the Mets and Padres are doing this year could have financial implications for years to come? It is an interesting thought, and it's uh, honestly not one that I thought much about until now. But my initial thoughts on that are just that it's unfortunate when things like that happen, because I do think it speaks more to like there's so many factors that goes into a successful team. Mm -hmm. And to say that, you know, payroll is a a big influence on why, you know, just because you have spent a lot of money doesn't mean you're going to be good. That is the case. And we've seen that be the case. But I don't think that should hype up these teams that don't spend. Like for example, the Rays, like they're a fantastic team. They're the best in baseball right now, maybe Mm -hmm. second best with the Braves, depending on which side you want to take there. But Mm -hmm. uh, they would be better if they spent. I mean, that's just, if they had the money and the flexibility to add like a big name player, just one, I'm not saying replace the whole team, but just a big bat or something like that, a really high-end starter or relief pitcher, that's not going to hurt anyone. And they did spend with Zach Eflin this year. Mm-hmm. And they do spend from time to time. They use the money wisely. Right. But and, and that's the key, though, using that money wisely. And I don't think that every team necessarily knows how to do that. Right. Though the Padres, I don't quite understand what's happening there because they do have so many it doesn't make any sense it makes no (laughs) No, sense none at all you have to think i don't want to speculate but i don't know something fishy is going on there because there's no way that all those players have not been you know teaming up and performing the way they should be i don't really get it at all the padres i mean when they're thinking about hot seats like who could be on the on the way out who's you know, who's on the chopping block. I don't think it's Bob Melvin. I don't think that's it. So you start to hear people rumble about AJ Preller and can you, you can't fire AJ Preller. Look at what he's done. He's given you Juan Soto, you Darvish, Blake Snell, Josh Hader. I mean, this team is, is, is loaded with talent. Thanks to AJ Preller and his, Aggressiveness. I cannot imagine a world where Preller is the guy who falls on the chopping block. I wonder if this feels like like what happened with New York. They fired the hitting coach. This feels like San Diego, and it may be getting too late to do this, needs to send that symbolic message that this is unacceptable and it's so bad that we're letting, you know, the pitching coach go or we're letting the hitting coach go or something to that degree because it just 
seems like something needs to happen because it does not make sense that this team is under 500 and is going to be in the fight of its life to to get the last wild card spot. Right. It's unbelievable. I, I thought for sure they were going to be, you know, a for sure playoff team, you know, yeah. all this stuff they were said. I had them as, I don't remember if I picked them for the World Series, but I had mm-hmm. them going really far, if not. Well, and speaking of World Series picks, we have to throw the Cardinals under the bus as well because the St. Louis Cardinals, that was my pick to win the World Series. And Uh-oh. that looks <laughs> that looks really bad right now. But I will say this. I had Ronald Acuna Jr. as my NL MVP, and I had Otani as my AL MVP, and those two are, are locks at this point. That mm-hmm. World Series pick, the Cardinals, Oliver Marmel. I think he's done at the end of the year. I think if the Cardinals, this is my wild card speculation, if the Cardinals can get Yadi Molina, who, who just was a manager during the WBC, can convince him to manage and and come back into that Cardinals clubhouse, that that's the way they that that's the way they go. This Marmol thing, I I think this falls all on on Ali Marmol. I I I don't think there's any other way to look at it. Pujols and Yachty were huge influences in the club on the clubhouse last year. They're both gone. Um, I know Pujols is back in 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 some facet, but he's not in the clubhouse every day talking to the young guys up and, and and having that same influence. I think Marmel is bye-bye. I think he's one of the managers that we watch that he will be the day after the regular season. Marmel's out. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they really took me by surprise this year. Mm-hmm. I thought they had the division locked up, like you said. Um, yeah. And just the offense has been like kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a mess. I don't, it's another situation where things just aren't clicking. Let's get to let's let's take a positive turn now. Let's talk about some of the first half surprises, the first half, just the positive uh, from this first half because there's been a ton. Uh, I do think that the new rules have breathed new life into baseball. We got more action uh, at at a quicker pace, and that has been great for the sport. I think you've got some teams that are. Really, I mean the Diamondbacks, first place, oh, uh, first amazing. place, yeah. yes, <laughs> and and that's I don't think that's necessarily an indictment on the Dodgers. I don't want to go that route. I want to say that the Diamondbacks have earned this situation that they're in. So you've got that team playing great. Cincinnati Reds are America's team right now with everything that they have done with the the call ups and and the players. You gotta love when the scouting department. And the player development, they come together and they just hit a home run. And with so much of the talent coming up in Cincinnati and in Baltimore right now, it's just been great. Give me some of your takeaways on on sort of the surprise and positive spin from the first half of the season. Yeah. um, Well, speaking of Baltimore, I mean, that has just been I want to be a fan of the Orioles this year. Like they're yeah. so exciting. Um, their position player core is unbelievable. And they're, they just keep calling up all their prospects. It's unbelievable. Westberg's up now. Uh, I think they called up Kowser a, a few. Mm-hmm. They did. I don't remember when exactly they did, but he hasn't played too much yet. I don't think, but Westberg's been doing really well. His strikeout rate is like elite. It's like only 13%. I know he hasn't played that long, but it's incredible so far. And um, Henderson, he's been doing well. He's been limiting ground balls. That's been a problem for him in the past. 
I mean, it's just unbelievable what they're doing. Rushman's like one of the best catchers in the game. They're just an mm-hmm. exciting team, and they're coming after the Rays for first place. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I was talking to my father earlier tonight, and he is a big, he, he goes back, Oriole fan from the Brooks Robinson days. And he's talking about Adley Rutschman. And Adley has... And this is great because Baltimore's charm city. Adley sort of has that charm that Cal and Brooks and Eddie and all those other, you know, you know them by their first name kind of players. Adley's there. I mean, he, he he's a first name guy. He's yeah. he's he's already received achieved first name status in baseball, and he hasn't even played two full seasons yet. And I think it was brought up in the broadcast last night that since his call-up about this time last year, the Orioles have the fourth-best record in Major League Baseball. And now Adley's not the only one. The team's loaded with talent. You talked about a couple of the guys, and they've got more coming. But he sort of is that – it was that moment that you can pinpoint. This is when things turned around because even Dan Connolly, who covered the Orioles, goes back to his days with the Sun – and is now with the athletic, or last I checked, he was with the athletic. Talked about the Orioles as a hundred lost team last year, and they turned it around. They finished with a winning record, and I thought they would have sort of a speed bump year. I thought this would be a good year, but they would go through and they would take some lumps, and they would end up in a spot where they finished with right around the same number of wins as they did last year. It would kind of be a surprising disappointment, but still the team's headed in the right direction. But they blew that. They they steamrolled over any, any speed bumps, and they've been great. They just need to get some some pitching together, um, and, and that, that'll maybe even take them to a whole new level. Uh, a lot of what you do is break down – and get into players, um, you know, talking about sort of the analytics, you know, the you know, looking at the players and, and maybe changes in swings and stances and all that. You do a great job of, of really breaking into the scouting of players. Is there somebody that of everything you've done this first half that really has stood out to you from a standpoint of maybe some changes that they made that are really paying off? or somebody that is impressing you the most, whether it's a pitcher, whether it's a hitter, whether it's from one of your, you know, somebody on your team or somebody outside of the race bubble. Is there somebody that you've done a breakdown or you've done research for that has just sort of stuck with you as God, this, I'm still amazed. I did all the research and I'm still amazed at what they're doing. Um, hmm. I have a couple of guys for this. Yeah. The, the first is Yandy Diaz. I have to pick a Ray always mm-hmm. for these questions. Please, it's <laughs> um, okay. He's been amazing. Yeah. I feel like he's just been like one of those guys that you wait for everything to get together because he's always had like the plus power, the really good, uh, like, you know, um, just like I said, the raw power, the um, zone control. Like he, 
walks. He doesn't strike out that much. He does everything right, but it's never like clicked the way that it has this season. Right. And I think he improved his hard hit rate to like 56% this year, which is the top 3% in baseball. Just unbelievable. So he's really been a pleasure to watch. And I, prior to the start of the year, thought that the Rays were going to be relying on just Brandon Lau, Wander Franco, Wander Franco, sorry. Uh, for their offense but it, it's really turned into like a group effort with Diaz like essentially leading the way and then you have a Rosarena who's been paying more attention to like advanced scouting reports trying to actually take in information that's given to him that's gone a long way with him and then even these like other guys Luke Rayleigh who was a roster fringe last year he's been doing unbelievable yeah. and like yes Harold Ramirez Isak Paredes just it's it's really coming together and then I'd say the other one that come to my, came to mind when you said that question was um, George Kirby, mm-hmm. who he, I really liked him. Um, he has amazing command and control. Uh, and this year, what he's been doing is he's been like allowing himself to expand the zone with two strikes. So he felt that last year he was kind of getting into holes because he would you know, always throw in zone. And because of that, he was allowing hitters to get to the ball, but now he's experimenting with more chase. And I think that's really working out for him quite well. So we got George Kirby and Yandy Diaz. And again, anybody that has not yet, please make sure you check out Andrew Scalco report. The note on Kirby too, to give anybody just sort of a, a note on this uh, or a visual is i guess it, it, in your mind a visual 45th percentile chase rate last year this year is up to 80th percentile with chase rate so that has been something that definitely you're seeing that with the results 